0: What's up, everybody? How are you guys doing? My name is Tiffany E., and on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, welcome back to Down for the Count. So, this week we are going to do our bonus episode, which is our Black History Month episode. This is going to cover as much Black History facts as we can in one moment all while still trying to give Doc his opportunity to speak his mind on the topic he wanted us to cover and discuss. And we're also going to include some extra stuff because, you know, we never stay on topic in this podcast. And we're still going to cover the Ryback situation. So if you want to hear all that and more, stay tuned for Down for the Count. Speaking of Black history. weigh in. <laughs> <laughs> it is time for some black history in wrestling. So whichever one of you guys want to go first is fine. Um
1: well, I'll start. Um I actually did some research on um basically like from the beginning. The sad thing is unfortunately because of the way Black athletes were treated back then. There there I found a lot, but a lot of information was still missing, which pisses me off. Um but from uh, the, the research comes with the territory. Oh, it's bullshit. But from the reach from the research that I did, the fir- the earliest and probably first ever black wrestler was named Vero Small. A lot hit a lot of his information has been lost to history. Um, possibly, been, uh, more than likely, according to my sources that I looked up, he was born into slavery around 1854 in South Carolina. Um, he, he either debuted in 1870 or 1881 at the age of 16. Um, not only was he a wrestler, he was also a boxer. And this dude was tough. He survived getting shot in the neck. Damn. What happened? Well, what happened was, of course, we all know about shit that was going on with race issues back in the day.
2: Um mm-hmm.
1: what the I don't wanna give the I don't wanna give this guy any credit in case his family may be listening, and I just don't want to fight that kind of lawsuit right now. Um there was a wrestler. <laughs> Um, they're all dead, probably anyway um there was, a, there was a wrestler who didn't like the fact that there was a black wrestler working um so he waited till he was a punk bitch about it he waited till the dude was asleep he broke into his uh because he broke into his room shot him in the neck and he left they didn't even check on to make sure he dead. he survived the gunshot to the neck so, Sound like some pussy shit. That's all I could find on him. Now something I did I gotta give Nicole credit to this because she kinda told Lacey Evans about it and I looked it up. Uh another uh here we go. Ethel Johnson was Ethel the first Johnson. African she was the first African American female wrestler. She debuted yeah. also at the age Besides that, she was one of the first, at uh, first ever female athletes in wrestling to perform a standing drop kick and a flying head scissors. Yep. So think about that. People seeing that chick back then—that would have been like us seeing a Canadian destroyer off the t- off the top of a hell in a cell. Like I was <laughs> like
3: witchcraft back then. They didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. She. Her sister. Um, uh, Mara Thatt, she was also a pro wrestler and uh, she was, her sister was her last opponent before she hung up her boots She her dream was to wrestle in Madison Square Garden but unfortunately back during her prime period of uh, her career New York banned women wrestling so she never got her chance to perform um, she passed away a, two years ago um, mm. but Hey, she's the homegirl for you guys. She's from Columbus, Ohio. What
0: up, though?
1: (laughs) 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 But you know what?
0: You can learn um, about Ethel Johnson, too, through Vice. They have her stuff. Some of her stuff is up there on the dark side of wrestling. It's kind of enthralled with the um, fabulous Moolah story. Mm -hmm. But that's where I first learned about her because I didn't know anything about her. And then I went and did the, the research and found out some, some pretty cool stuff. But you can learn more about her through that um, documentary on Vice.
1: I'm going to check that out. It was like, you, there's there's more. I mean, you, y'all you thought what we were talking about before, his, Wrestling 101, there's so much history that has to do with African-American wrestlers and the bullshit that they went through. Like, oh my God. Segregation was so rampant, like they couldn't even, there were even, there were states that would not allow them to perform, and these are just like men and women trying to make a living and make, you know, make sure food's foods in their stomach and a roof's over their head at night. Um, at, for a while, they only, they had segregated titles in a lot of the territory areas, mm-hmm. Um and only like that was it like that they weren't even the main event they would have been the equivalent of an opening dark match correct so that was that and they're lucky if they get one one a day now from what i found there were a few um that allowed allowed the black wrestlers to wrestle with the white the white wrestlers um, good old uh, Stampede Wrestling in Calgary, Calgary, headed by Stu Hart and the Hart family. Um, Hawaii and the Pacific Northwest. Those were the big three that I could find. They allowed um, integ- integration with both uh, black and white wrestlers. Um, it was—I mean, it was shit. I mean, I—I ha- I know we hate him here, but um, I was listening to Good Old grand- uh, Grandpa Cornette like about a, a while oh. back like there, was just, there was just it was like clips of him actually making points on YouTube and he goes you know back in the 70s like people would root for the junkyard dog but at the same time they'll be ready to, to beat his ass when he stepped out when he you know uh, this was like during the 60s and the 70s so like yeah they'll sit there and they'll cheer for the junkyard dog while they're putting a show on for him but if they saw him in the street they probably would have tried to shoot his ass especially in the south
2: i'm not
1: well, surprised i'm not either i don't speak for all southerners but i like to think we kind of evolved but sometimes i teach it that makes me question my damn head um <laughs> but they uh, i mean there was there's so much like so many people that deserve it and i mean it, it's crazy like i'm seriously going to start a wrestling historian class at the local community college this is it's just so cool, and, like, the shit that they had to go through, and just, like, a lot of them passed away, um, one guy was crazy, um, Reginald Reg Siki, he was, he was a precursor to who you posted earlier about Pith the Sweet Daddy Siki? Yes, he was, I saw him,
0: but I decided to, um, do Sweet Daddy because of Edge, so I did see, um, Reginald, um, Siki first, I did see his Stuff first. It's pretty interesting, actually.
1: Him and another guy, Luther Lindsay. Um, they were like one of the top, like they were the top five black wrestlers in their heyday. In their heyday, excuse me. Especially on um, Luther Lindsay, Stu Hart and Luthiez. They just speak. They they spoke so high, grateful of them, and they wanted them. They wanted to wrestle them. That's why Stu brought him up to, to Stampede Wrestling because they he loved. his the way they loved his performance, the way he moved, his character. They're like, come up, come up to Canada. We'll give you a fair shot that you deserve. Um, he was Luther Lindsay with a four-time Pacific Northwest heavy, heavyweight champ, eight-time tag team champ, very well decorated in all other territories. Um, unfortunately, after a match, and it's actually going to be coming up here soon, a match on February 21st, 1972, Lindsay suffered heart failure after a match, and he died shortly after. Oh, um, that's messed up. But, uh, if that, that's just, like, Edge. that's, like, not even the full fucking, like, I have, like, 6,000 pages of notes I'm at. We got a whole month to do it, to do everything,
0: I so, I, I know, mean. It's like, oh, this is cool, this is cool, write this down before I forget it. No, you got you got a whole month to do it. That's why I say every time we record we'll do um some more. But um but my wrestler is Reginald sweet daddy Seeky. So he was after the Reginald that um alexis just mentioned and the reason why he's so significant is because there are a lot of wrestlers who we've seen come after him that have a lot of his ways so his mannerisms the way he dressed the way he carried himself you're gonna see a lot of that in guys like especially in guys like rick flair um the way they dressed, the way they spoke, how they carried themselves. Edge modeled his character after him because he was trained by him. And Bret Hart modeled his character after him. Now, Reginald Siki was born in 1949, I want to say. or well, 1940, actually. Currently, he's still alive. He resides in Canada. And there's a reason why he's in Canada. Um, he's 79 years old he was billed as mr irresistible his weight class at that time he was heavyweight so he's about 245 510 big guy and he um he was he born in montgomery texas and he started wrestling at a young age and he gained some popularity but like alexis said in that time frame you were not going to eclipse any white man being a wrestler or in any type of profession. So he was regaled to um, tag teams a lot. So you saw him wrestling a lot with tag teams. He had a tag team with just about every belt. he, Every company that allowed you to have a tag team belt, he had it with somebody. Um And Alexis is right. When they were in Hawaii and in Canada, they were able to integrate wrestling. But he was able to help integrate it outside of that territory. He had a match with Nature Boy, Buddy Rogers. And that was one of the first documented integrated championship matches. Um, Shortly after that, he met his wife at a party and she happened to be white. And because he was dating her and was getting ready to marry her, he was taken out of um, the spotlight. He wasn't shown in the main events. He wasn't even put on the show anymore simply because the woman he was seeing was white. So when they knocked him out of being you know, booked at all, he went to Canada and started wrestling in Canada and became one of the biggest wrestlers in Canada ever. Um, that's why I said... Bret Hart and Edge credit him with helping them, you know, inspire their own characters in the WWE. Edge calls him the Jackie Robinson of wrestling. Although there are other wrestlers who had kind of like a Jackie Robinson style, um, rise to fame. I guess you could call it Edge credits him with pretty much his wrestling career. And that also explains why Edge is very, um, I guess you could say he's very aware, or as the kids say, woke, (laughs) when it comes to Black um, issues that plague Black people in Black America. He understands it, and he tries to be more sympathetic about it, and he's not so judgmental. And that's pretty much all that people ask, is that you are understanding of the issues and not so quick to erase them. His nickname was The Lady's Pet and The Men's Regret. And that's why I say a lot of his character kind of correlates with Ric Flair's. He wore robes. He had blonde hair. His robes was sequined. And during that time when they were wrestling, they wore solid trunks. You know, black black boots, solid trunks. That was the gag. He came out there with black and white, with red and white striped trunks, blues trunks. He had bright. Blonde, ble- bleach blonde hair, a sequin cape he wore, sequin robes. He was not. <laughs> he was not playing. He was going
1: there, okay.
0: So a lot of so guys.
1: It's like, better. You know, what'd you say? He was definitely a trendsetter. Oh but yeah. Yeah. You
0: know. Yeah, he wore Jackie Kennedy style sunglasses. He had the robes. He had the bleach blonde hair. He didn't. To about 20 years earlier than Ric Flair and the rest of the guys did. So and on top of his pro wrestling career, he was he is an accomplished country music star. He sings country music. Which I was like, that's that's different. I
2: didn't Ooh. expect
0: that. But he did. So he had a lot of tag traffic. When I say a lot, I mean a lot. And he only had it for once. Like, he didn't have multiple championships. He had that championship one time, and then he would leave and go to another territory and get that tag championship. He had some middle card championships, and he had one heavyweight championship, one main event championship. And I believe it was in Canada. And then he got inducted in the Canadian Wrestling Hall of Fame in the class of 2016. So it was very recent. And um, they have a documentary on them that you could actually watch and you can see. But one thing that did happen to him that I thought was interesting was he had a match with Buddy Rogers and the Ku Klux Klan was sitting ringside during the match. And they were some of the wrestlers were afraid. And he was like, well, if you show fear, you know, they'll they'll use that fear against you. He said, I never showed fear. I did. I wrestled, and then I dared him to come after me. He said he never had to worry about him. I was like, I don't think that I could. And he said he got threatened on many days. And Buddy Rogers got threatened. And him and Buddy Rogers were very good friends. But because he dared to touch a white man, he was threatened. And they were talking about killing him simply because he was wrestling. So it's a strong black man.
1: That's a bad badass dude right there. For sure. All
0: right, did you pick one, Nicole? Or are you good?
3: Um, I picked one, but it's one that everyone knows because I don't think a lot of people know a lot about his actual history. So, um, I picked Teddy Long. Ooh, that's a good one. So, um, Obviously, a lot of us know a lot, especially within our age group, know Teddy Long as being a manager and being a GM, most notably for SmackDown. That was some of SmackDown's golden years was when he was GM at the time.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: But originally, Teddy started off in the business as an errand boy.
2: Yeah.
3: Really? He was an errand boy for Tommy Rich and Abdullah the Butcher.
2: Oh shit!
3: And <laughs> after he did that for a while, he um, during uh, he was promoted to as a referee in NWA, which he did for a number of years. Hmm. And he also, and he became the replacement referee for when Ricky Steamboat won his NBA, um, NWA World Championship. So he did that for a number of years, and then slowly he started getting transitioned into a manager.
2: Oh. Okay. So
3: they slowly made him started turning him to a manager. Um, his latter part of him being in NWA um, and being signed to NWA. But once he got signed to WWE, which was WWF at the time, he again started off as referee. Mm-hmm. He um, refereed for a few episodes, and then they realized, oh shit, this guy has a lot of charisma. So... They eventually so again he was also repackaged as a manager and started um, managing D'Lo Brown, Rodney Mack, um, Chris Nowinski, and Mark Henry and Jash and all in different types of capacities as we all know it. And after a while he was that's when he finally transitioned into his role as um, a general manager. And the reason I picked him because everyone just kind of knows him as like this dancing dude and this, like this crazy character that, you know, huh? Yeah. Uh, uh, Like him, like his crazy
4: line.
3: Yeah. (laughs) And yelling for the undertaker. But um, I think, and then I also picked him because I'm. Event, I'm a ref myself once I actually do referee a match. So I just thought it was interesting because Teddy is literally someone who literally worked his way up from the bottom. Like, he was an errand boy. You couldn't get any lower down on a totem pole, especially in the territory days as someone who's running fucking errands for wrestlers at this time. And But he literally... He's just a testament of just not changing and sticking to your guns and putting yourself out there and working hard that he was able to transition himself to what he is now. Now he's a Hall of Famer. Well, he's been a Hall of Famer, but that's just I, don't know, I just love his story because I feel like it's a, like I said before, it's not I don't think pe- people kind of know, but it doesn't really like click with so much like how hard he had to work to get to where he's
2: at.
0: Hey everybody, just wanted to pop in really quickly and let you guys know that I'm just going to give you guys a little quick break from the show. I hope you guys are enjoying it so far. We tried very hard to put this together and as we always say, it's a very DIY labor of love. Now this week we have a couple of words that I wanted to make sure I highlighted on our show and from now on, I'm going to do just that. Miss Trinity 52 has earned our Bad Bitch Award this week. Last week it was given to Bianca for her amazing performance in the Royal Rumble and this week we're giving to Naomi, a.k.a. Trinity 52. Naomi put on a great performance in the Rumble as well, and of course, she is putting it down in the ring, as she always does with her feud that is budding with Miss Best Friend Pam, Bailey, okay? Now, of course, Trinity got a little bit of backlash, well, a lot of backlash. She's continuing to get backlash all over social media, from her hair, to the way she looks, to the way she wrestles, to even her, her Royal Rumble stunt at the rumble that is also being critiqued and torn down by our fuck you award recipients brian alvarez and his you know budding crew but to end this podcast on a decent note we appreciate you naomi we love you and we don't want anything but the best for you and as far as my friend nicole always says you deserve all the nice things so we hope and pray that this feud with you and bailey is bombed and we can't wait to see what you're going to do next so congratulations to you naomi on receiving the bad bitch award from down for the count and we just want to give a big ass fuck you to Brian Alvarez and everybody at the Figure 4 Online podcast, do better when you know better. And on that note, I'm going to send you guys back to the podcast. I hope you guys enjoy.
3: Well, that's it for me for that. I just wanted to touch base a little bit about that because I thought it was cool.
1: A little different. I didn't I didn't know that's how he started. A duel, the butcher, really? Yeah. Oh God.
2: I and it wasn't like.
3: And even during this, like he was also doing like part of the ring crew, like setting up and tearing down and all sorts of shit. Like Teddy literally did
4: everything. Wow. Damn. I don't hear
1: too many people doing that anymore. They all just want to wrestle and get the fuck out. I mean, same. Mm -hmm. Well,
0: I promised Doc we would talk about whatever topic he wanted to talk about. So, Doc, let's hear
2: it. Okay,
4: so I'm sure, as a lot of you know, Naomi returned at the Royal Rumble. And so, there is a spot where Naomi has become known just how John Morrison and Kofi Kingston are for their war Rumble spots.
2: Mm-hmm. And so,
4: it was a spot to where Naomi was knocked over the top rope and Natalia pushed her. And so, the only way Nat, that Naomi could keep her balance and not fall, she had to, like, kind of run down the steps and kind of jump so that she can keep her balance and not fall, because Natty pushed her hard. So, mm-hmm. um... So what happened was Naomi crawled up and she um, walked down the barricade and she was standing across the announce table. And basically she was just thinking like, oh, how am I going to get back to the ring? Now, of course, we know common knowledge. She could easily just jump or hop on one foot. That's common knowledge. We know that already. But it's entertainment. It's the acting aspect. And so Naomi was pacing back and forth, acting as if the jump was too far. And she ended up taking the announce tabletop off. And she lined it from the announce table to the stairs. And she kind of walked across the stairs as a bridge. And then she got to the stairs. She got back in the ring and got eliminated. So on Brian Alvarez's podcast,
2: oh. he they,
4: they go into a rant about it they spent a good, I want to say, five minutes talking about Naomi, but two minutes of that clip go viral. And basically, he has this guest with him and his name is Mark. And basically, he is calling Naomi an idiot, calling her a stupid motherfucker. Like, basically, all this disrespectful stuff saying, oh, she didn't have to do that. She could just hop on one foot. Blah blah blah, fills a dumb spot. Oh, this and the other, which and then uh, as and so Naomi responded back and said, "You don't have to like me, but to be called a mother effer and stupid and an idiot is just mean." And so, as you know, Naomi's fans get a hold of that, and they he was getting dragged. And mm-hmm. I think, and I'm, I know Alexis and Nicole, you guys were a part of that. Oh, and, yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Drag don't begin to explain it. Like, they, I, I don't think he had been on Twitter for a minute after, after that.
2: Oh my God. And
4: then I know, I didn't see anyone snap as hard as Caleb, bro. Jesus oh. Christ. Katrina <laughs> is
2: the
1: woman, Naomi Protection Squad, you do not speak ill will of Trinity Fatu as long as she's around. Like, you... But no, like, that guy just sitting there, and this is what we do this show for. It's because there is so much toxicity in the Mm -hmm. wrestling. And yeah, I mean, we sit here, we talk shit about people, and you know, I call and Corbin an asshole at least three times a, a show or, you know, I know like. We, I don't care. Yeah. But <laughs> like, sitting there, I mean, like, I may, there's a difference between, like, me saying, ah oh, you know, Baron Corbin, that dumb motherfucker, and this guy sitting here, like, Naomi doing, is a dumb motherfucker. Do you see, like, the difference there? It's like, I'm doing it playfully because, I mean, I don't give a shit one way or another.
2: It's about the character,
1: though.
0: He was not. The thing I have a problem with with them is that they sat and had a, this full conversation about this Royal Rumble spot when they know that that's what she does. It's not like this is new for her. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. he was just like, oh yeah, we know, dumb motherfucker. We've seen you do this before. I'm like, well maybe you the dumb motherfucker for expecting something different, bitch. Like what? What did you think she was gonna do? I'm confused as to what you expected. That's my that's first what I'm saying. problem. Like, she does, that's what she does. Like, nobody says anything to Morrison, and Morrison ain't been there, and I don't know when, and he did the exact
1: same shit.
4: He got a he award did. for it. Thank he you. Prays,
1: he praised Naomi for it. He goes, you put your own spin on it, and I'm proud you pulled it off. Like, yeah,
0: because he's not a fucking idiot. Since you want to call somebody an idiot, said- that's Let's call a spade a spade. You're you're a dickwad. You're the epitome of what everybody thinks all of us wrestling fans look like. Nerds who can't wrestle and don't mm-hmm. know anything about wrestling, but we like to critique and talk about it.
1: So
4: what, um, kills me the, what killed uh, me the most is he said hop on one foot. In the history of World Rumble, how many wrestlers have you seen hop on one foot to give the If she
0: if she had a did that, you'd be talking shit about her hopping on one foot. Exactly. That was the dumbest shit I ever seen. That's what you would have said. So if she had a hopped on one foot, would you be satisfied? No. So I didn't exactly. understand the logic of the conversation. I was confused.
4: In the history of World Rumbles, everybody's always had some type of spot. It's never been a hopping on one foot.
1: No. Now I'm not gonna lie. We were all those guys in the front row freaking out when Naomi's music hit, and the one dude oh, off yeah. his hat. <laughs> Like I thought that was so cute. But I mean, like, I I want to know, like, what the what the fuck? Oh, Doc just left too. What the hell? Mm. Oh, there
2: I you think go. It,
4: yeah, I I he really it's, Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, what, I was,
1: what I was gonna say was, you know, was he bringing the same energy? When, was he like this when Kofi did you know like well, one year where like Xavier and Biggie slid the pancakes under Kofi's one foot so both of his I'm pretty feet sure weren't te- was.
0: I'm pretty sure he was if, if it, they feel like a type who just like to sit and talk shit but mm-hmm. the reality is Brian Alvarez is a horrible wrestler and I've seen a couple of his matches and I was just like bitch what the fuck I know yeah, you didn't talk to him. You look like that.
3: Like that guy who tried mm-hmm. to um fucking argue with me and then blocked me. And then there was this guy who was like, and there was like two people yeah. who were like coming to yeah. my defense, who were like agreeing with me. And he was like, "Well, he looked, was, it was a comedy spot." I'm like, "Hello." Well, was it?
2: Yeah. I'm here.
3: So okay, I was yeah. like. You can do comedy spots and wrestling and be able to run fucking ropes. What do you tell you think Orange Cassidy does?
2: Exactly.
3: I agree. So I was like, no, he literally just can't wrestle." And he was like, "How do you know? I was like, I've seen his matches because when that clip, because I saw that clip forever ago, I was forever ago, like like right when it first happened, I'm like, well, this dude can't be that bad." Oh. And I looked up a couple matches on YouTube <laughs> just to watch him because that's how I am. I was like, I try not to judge I don't like judging wrestlers and I still don't to a certain extent unless you're like a horrible, horrible human being.
0: And yeah, he's horrible. And
3: mm-hmm. I was just like I was just like, Man, he's trash. Yes. Like he's really not good. And I also don't take him seriously as, like, a journalist or a commentator or whatever the fuck he wants to define himself as Mm -hmm. because he's just so biased. Facts. Nope. And he's upset that
0: he never made it. I just... I I don't... that, And that's a problem for me. And I feel... He has his, his golden boys. Those are the ones he cared for. Now, we wrestling fans, we have our favorites but we can recognize the flaws even in our favorites. Like, I like Roman, but I don't want to see Roman with the title right now. And that's just how Mm -hmm. I feel. It doesn't mean that I don't like him or I don't want him, you know, to be able to ever compete for the title. It's just that right now, I feel like it's okay to let somebody else be at the top. Mm -hmm. And I feel that way with, like, and I'm, I'm, I'm tired of seeing... Um, Charlotte get everything. I like Charlotte. I think Charlotte's a great wrestler, but I don't want to see her at the top all the time either. You want to be able to see what other people can do because it's like, well, what are they there for? What are you yeah. doing? And that doesn't happen with them, though. Like, And, and then another issue I have is they're, they don't have no journalistic integrity. Mm-mm. And it's like you you are okay with leaking information switching up information so that it fits a narrative so that you can continue to push it forward um you y'all they damn near ruined Edge's comeback. come back i'm just gonna be honest with you they did they damn near ruined it and it's simply because they wanted to have the headline and the sound bite
2: did
0: mm-hmm. that washington said that There's no more media. There's no more journalistic integrity because why? Everybody just wants to have the first out. Nobody's making sure they fact check. Everything has to be out. This is what was said. We got to make a headline. We got to be first, 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 first. And he's right. There's no... Especially in wrestling. You can say that in in entertainment because there's various forms of media. You've got blogs. You've got entertainment tonight. And you've got E! News. And then you've got the actual news with CBS and ABC and NBC and Fox. They got news. This is different. Our news is literally the wrestling dirt sheets. We don't have many places that give you some Integrity that had that calls it straight down the middle, and then you got mm-hmm. these washed up, ain't never set foot in the mainstream wrestling ever in life, being able to report, and they doing it from a place of anger because they didn't get to be there,
2: exactly. they didn't
0: get the spot, and that's not fair because now. Now you're tarnishing somebody's reputation and their career all because you want to be them. Because I guarantee you, if it was the other way around, he would be pissed. And that's yeah. the reason why you don't see him in like New Japan or anything like that, because he's not good enough to be there. He's just not good enough.
1: Let's do this, because if you guys don't, if you guys haven't checked out Doc's Instagram page, we'll put a plug at the end. But please go check it out. He's always up to date. And he always keeps it.
4: You know, 100% that.
2: facts well,
4: <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> you, <Yeah. shut>
2: <laughs> but,
1: but what, I, what I was going to say though because I've been asked this too now that the down for the count Instagram page we try to keep we try to keep up with the news but I find it difficult because of websites or journalists let's keep it real with the quotation marks here making it hard because they'll leak every single rumor that you hear now with the page it's me and Nicole and Tiff so if we find something we're just like do you guys want to sit on this do you want to go ahead and do like a teaser for it and we'll talk about it on the podcast and I want to say like maybe 99.9% of the time we agreed let's let it play out you as with you keeping up with wrestling news do you find it difficult to weigh the facts from the shit and figure out what to post on your page
4: yes i do all the time that's also why a lot a big thing with my page slowed down a lot is because in a lot of ways you don't know what to believe anymore because these dirt sheet literally report anything now they literally report, right. "Seamus sneezes backstage and no one says bless you like, they will do that. <laughs> they, they, they get so ridiculous. And so sometimes I'm just like, okay, I'm going to report on it, but I'm going to make sure I say in the caption, allegedly it's not true. Because then I get my followers who Thanks. read it and they immediately believe it. And then they're ready to shut me down. That's not true. That's not true. really, really. I'm like, it says allegedly. I'm just reporting what sites are saying. they don't
0: read it they don't read it they see the when you see the picture like because for me i when i want to do it for down with account i always make sure that i talk to alexis and nicole first and i'm like okay this is what i found and then they'll be like well tiff we don't know if that's true or not and we don't want to report it and then that it's not real and i'm like okay Mm -hmm. so I don't pull the trigger on a lot of things that you might see on my personal page that don't show up on down for the count because we're not all in agreement with the source. Right. So Mm -hmm. when I post it on my page, you, if you want people to see it, I have enough people to see it. Okay. But I find that most of the people that are on my page share my stuff to other platforms. So I try really hard to make it look, Catchy. I'll take a picture and and make it look decent. Uh But when I do that, they only read the picture. They don't read captions. So when you post it, if I don't say, um, allegedly, like Doc said, if I don't put that on the picture and I'm just putting a caption, like today, um, the Ryback situation, which is going to come up later, when I posted Uh that on the page, on my personal page, I got a bunch of DMs like you don't know what you're talking about that's not how trademarks work which I'll explain that when we get to that. And I was just like did you read what I what I put, what I put in the caption that's not the point. You know, you're, you're 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 saying stuff you don't know what you're talking about and it's like if everything is about the initial first caption then Y'all should re- remember everything that PW streaming Ringside News posts, because even if they they are some of the worst offenders.
1: Who Ringside News?
0: Absolutely, I stopped following Ringside News a while ago, and it wasn't because of their, their account misinformation.
3: got suspended anyways.
0: Yeah, it wasn't because of their misinformation. It was because of their disgusting behavior. Um, they basically was tweeting out shit like um. The, when uh, when the women were having wardrobe malfunctions they went to Instagram and just like posted all of the women's wardrobe malfunctions and like sasha's bare ass was all across Instagram and I was oh, just yeah. like are y'all fucking serious like and it was like oh wow like we love this I'm just what the fuck is this shit like this is not this is not what I signed up for so I immediately unfollowed um, followed them. And I haven't like followed them in forever, but they come up in your feed more often than anybody else. And PW Stream is Ringside News; they are one and the same. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of times it looks like that PW Stream is a different, a um, different blog, but it isn't. It's the same thing. And they're always pulled. Po- like I, I got a damn my my Twitter it's the feed is always that shit. And it's because I like follow certain wrestling hashtags. That yeah. shit is relentless.
4: It's always in there. It's bad. That's why it, it, it's harder. It's hard to run a wrestling page in today's era Agreed.
2: because
4: it's hard to know the facts. And wrestling fans are so quick at the gun that they don't pay attention to detail. So that's yeah. why I kind of besides like my busy schedule that's kind of a big reason why I would was like how are you run a page I used to just like flood 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 but then yeah. the you to flood it with DMs like this is not true how do you know this blah 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 I'm like read the caption and or I, 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 get, I get told what Tiff says I find that to an extent I couldn't have an opinion I used to just state the news because when you have an opinion you're wrong Yes, mm-hmm. you don't know what you're talking about. You yes. must be new to wrestling. I'm like, I'm like, you well, like two. <laughs>
0: I'm like, like the fuck down.
4: Like I'm probably been watching this longer than you've been alive, okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
4: But Like, yeah, it gets hard, and so like i like I agree with Tiff. I only follow certain wrestling. Like the the biggest page that I follow. Is like um Wrestling Inc. And like mm-hmm. they send me like um they send me daily emails of like the re- latest wrestling news. They always send it like seven in the morning every day, so like I read it before my classes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's really how I find my news, or like I'll watch wrestle talk on YouTube. I only follow certain people because they will clarify if it's just a rumor, or if they're trying to present it as a fact, or give sources for it other than that i don't follow dirt sheets and um ringside news because i feel like they just will post anything for club agreed and it get, pushes this false narrative i don't want to i don't want to contribute to their false narrative that makes sense i don't
1: agree um have you ever heard because i know tiff nicole have heard me go off about these guys before Um, Have you ever heard of a YouTube channel called WrestleMania?
2: Oh,
4: Jesus. Mm
1: -hmm. I don't like them either. Yeah. They used to be really, really good. Like, they didn't do the rumor bullshit. Like, they waited. Like, they kind of sat on a story, and they would say, yeah, we know it took us forever to get it out, but we wanted to make sure everything was, like, 100% (laughs) real. I'm like, cool. I like this. I can admire that. You want to follow through. But it's now they're, like, just posting clickbait titles, and then they make you sit through, like, five minutes of shit that you didn't originally want to see, and then the actual story is, like, only two seconds long. I'm like, this is what you made me sit through? Like, because they have, I think it was, like, last one I checked was, like, why John Moxley was not at AEW, and I'm like, oh, fuck, is he hurt again? So I want, I'm like, you know, if you're hesitant, you click on it. And he was in a AEW because he was home with Fernay. <laughs> like that was uh, that was their thing. I'm like, are you for fucking real right now?
2: <laughs> I just mm-hmm. wasted
1: bit of my fucking life. Like <laughs> they used to not be like that though. And I do you find it I know I got like a lot of questions, but I'm sorry, but do you find it that people rather have the clickbaity titles and just spew bullshit before actually getting down to, like, the nitty-gritty?
4: Are you, oh, do you yeah, see because them? it's close. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's whatever can get them likes because they can do it before other people. Blah, blah, blah. Just like um when Naomi first left, before Naomi even made that Instagram post that she was going to take a break because her um, fat relative died, it was rumors going around that she was either pregnant or or she got fired, or she got into Mm -hmm. events over, like, Mm -hmm. her creative process, like, literally, I remember, I I think it was Ringside News, actually, they said, oh, Naomi got into a creative but her her, um, direction, blah, 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 from, if you
3: watch, and when I saw that, I was like, so who pulled this out of their ass, because anyone who's watched, like, Total Divas, and from, like, people who actually, like, I don't know, fucking work in the industry.
4: Yeah,
3: have said that how easy she is to work with. She's one of the few, and out of all the women, honestly, in Total Divas, like she, her and Natty have given given them the least problems. That's why they've been on there the longest.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
3: no I'm talking about yeah talking about creative life If you want to talk about someone who was always giving creative a hard time Alana mm-hmm. Mark Carano probably changed his number after a while because he couldn't deal with
2: her
3: <laughs> anymore wait who Mark, Mark um, Carano is the one who is
4: he's head of talent relations he's
3: mm-hmm. head of talent relations mm-hmm. so if you have so, if you get put into a storyline, or if you get put into a storyline, or and all that stuff, or you're about to start a new feud, or if the creative people have an idea for you, he's the middleman. Right.
2: Okay. So,
3: he will come to you and he'd be like, So, for example, say, say Naomi actually does win the championship and mm-hmm. she goes against um, Bailey. So creative will be like, hey, we have this idea. Bailey's probably gonna drop it to. Um, Bailey's probably gonna drop it to Naomi. This is what we're proud. This is what we're thinking we're gonna do. So Mark calls them and be like, hey, this is the gist of everything. I'm going to set up a meeting. So it's you, him, and creative. And he is mm-hmm. also the the biggest liaison. So when you have people who are out and injured and on the shelf and the people, you know how a lot of the times of the, uh, wrestlers, WWE wrestlers saying that they're waiting to for to get called back. Mark is yeah. the one who's going to call them.
4: Okay. Yeah, and it's hard for him too because like Nicole said, he's the middleman. So like if wrestlers are creatively frustrated they complain to him correct you know cuz he's the one that's presenting them with the plan so like he has to face that backlash from the wrestlers and i believe they did like a he did like an interview or an article or something before and he spoke on that and he said that that's the hardest part of his job because he has to break this stuff to the characters and he has to face the backlash and even though he really to his sense does not really have that much power to have a say so you know what i mean
0: he just relaying the information
2: mhm
0: but he's got to be the ears from both sides so yeah. lana's bitching and she's mad cuz she's not getting time so she's calling him probably the way natty feel about her <laughs> about her is probably the same way he feels so mhm Yeah.
3: And, and like Mark's a, Mark's a good guy and it just sucks because like, like Doc said, like he, he's literally, he's just the middleman
2: and he's,
3: and he can only do so much and he tries and he'll, but he, he does, he tries, especially when he knows like they're really passionate about something. Or if you have someone who's like bored or they're sitting at home and he'll be like, okay, so they're medically cleared. Let's. Let's start seeing if we can work them into something.
0: Mhm. Mhm. Which don't always work out, but at least he tries, you know. Yeah.
3: He trying more than some people. Mhm. No, I'm mean, talking about like backstage wise.
4: Yeah.
1: Oh, poor guy. If I had to constant bitching, I quit. Fuck well,
0: that, nope. that bitch wouldn't want to call my phone no more. I'd cuss her ass out. <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That's the last thing I would say. And hang up the phone. How dare her to call a Click.
3: Literally.
4: Period. <laughs> oh, Period. You're going to hear from my body. Well, what the
0: fuck <laughs> is Mother going to do? Besides, bitch, she ain't going
4: to do shit. <laughs> <So,
0: laughs>
2: the her feet, right? And uh, man, oh. She probably caught a
0: ruse of every night. That's why he tell her to shut up. I bet you he tell her to shut up and she shut up. <laughs> he like, shut up. All right. Cool, cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> just... mm-hmm. But Could the, Na- I I, the, the
1: Naomi the Naomi pregnant rumor started up again right around uh Royal Rumble time. If like memory served me right. Yeah, from
0: Ringside Dudes. They're the ones who said she wasn't going to be in the Rumble because her um, and her husband were trying to start a family. And that she was trying to get pregnant. And that's why she's been gone this whole time. She's been trying to get pregnant. When reality, she lost her cousin and she had some health issues.
4: And I think she it was, was her helping eye. John with his DUI situations.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. And that too. So it was like a whole
0: bunch of shit.
4: He needed that time.
0: Yeah, because yeah. they were spiraling. If they hadn't gotten together, it's no shade, but they'd be just like Jeff and Matt. The only thing is, their drug of choice was alcohol.
1: hmm And it's funny, because, like, our friend Kay, who loves Naomi, like, that girl just straight-up loves her. Love,
4: it. Love is an understatement. Facts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um she made a, I thought this was weird, she made a comment that Naomi hadn't been on Instagram since, uh, for a long time,
2: mm-hmm. so
1: I went, and I'm like, I follow Jeff Hardy, I'm like, well, where the hell's Jeff been, and I went and checked his Instagram, the last time he updated on Instagram was October 31st, and I was like, okay, so he's been radio silent for about two months now, mm-hmm. and I heard a rumor, that's why I haven't posted anything, but I want to know if y'all heard anything about this, that Jeff Jeff was supposed to come back at Mania, but he won't be able to because he has a court date for his last DUI, or DWI. It's literally the day after Mania. After
3: Mania, yeah. Yeah, the day after Mania. That's true.
4: That rumor has, that's not, I don't think that's a
0: rumor. I think that's real.
3: And yeah, I think that's real too.
0: I think that's real. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to come back Survivor Series, but yeah. he had that he had, DUI he had, thing again.
4: Yeah, another D U R
0: And they pushed it back. So racking up um, some DUIs. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it was bad. It was, it was just like, what are you doing? You know, he had a nice tour, and you know, if you don't know, Alexis went to the yep. tour when it stopped in her town, and she was just over the moon excited. <laughs> I, went, I went live and I got to at least got to, to talk to him, which was awesome by the way. Appreciate that. So after that I thought everything was cool because he looked fine, you know, and he didn't seem but then too when you're addicted, you can put on an air for anything. Mm-hmm. So he oh. after it was shortly after that. I think it was a month after she had just saw him and he's right back in the news again and i was just like well damn he didn't even get out the gate like he didn't even get an opportunity it didn't last like what happened what is making you relapse so bad and
1: Can it was I you- sorry i didn't mean to go off on that but like that but that's why i didn't say anything about that like on the I've had people be like, well, you're a Jeff Hardy fan. How come you're not reporting on this? Because I'm like, this is really none of my damn business. Like, let the man go through when he needs to go through. And then when he makes a statement, I'll report on it. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, hey, has anyone noticed else that Jeff Hardy hasn't updated Instagram since Halloween? He's in. Well, he's going to be
3: on Instagram. He needs to get um, clean. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Someone on a. Everyone in that family can't all be on the internet. Thanks.
2: Right.
3: Rebbe I eats up most of their Wi-Fi anyway. And Matt, Matt, <laughs> honestly, and Matt's starting to get on my nerves too. And I hate to say it because Matt's been getting my nerves. He's been getting <laughs> on my nerves. And me and a few other people on Twitter were talking. We end up talking about Matt's single, singles career. And some people were like, "Who do you think is gonna should go in first?" Singles wise, and we were, and then um, someone was like, Matt, it's like Jeff will go in first as a singles star, but it should be Matt, and I said, I totally agree. And I said, because Matt had a very, if you want to get real technical, Matt is the better technical wrestler, yeah,
1: but Jeff's the, the better,
3: show. but Jeff's the show, right?
1: It's all like oh. Okay.
3: And it's always been like that. And then we were talking, and I was talking about a few of Matt's feuds that were underrated, and his Matt Hardy version one literally yeah. transformed, um, but... Um, it just came out of nowhere. It's funny. Yeah, so um, Matt Matt's whole version one thing, especially with him having that website, And doing all like that social media, like that YouTube. That's and that's like how the dirt sheets really, and him and Miz and Morrison really transformed how wrestling promotes themselves on social media. Those (laughs) are the three people who completely changed it to what people are doing now. And mm-hmm. I was like, people do not give him the recognition for that and for his singles run, especially his European title run and his with Eddie and like his whole and he and besides Bray Wyatt, he's the best gimmick wrestler yeah, in man. the last 10 years. I'm not ex- excluding we're not talking about Undertaker because Undertaker is Undertaker. That's like talking about that's like trying to compare Michael Jordan and Steph Curry. It's just, it's two, that's just two different fucking universes. That doesn't even exist. I agree. Right. So oh, him, shit. in my, in my opinion, him and Bray, him, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy are the best gimmick wrestlers the past 10 years, seven, 15 years. That's not The Undertaker. And I will, mm-hmm. I will fight somebody about
0: that, but oh, Blackhead-ass Keelan gonna come in and
3: st- start tripping because you know how you feel about the Undertaker. About who? <laughs> oh, the Undertaker? We, mm-hmm. we love the Undertaker. Let him retire for fuck's sake. He's tired. He's old. Jesus.
4: Yeah. And he better like, not I- wear that hoodie again.
1: Oh, my I God. Love- <laughs> I love Taker as much as the next person. I grew up watching him, and I can honestly say he was one of, like, the main characters that got me into wrestling but for the love of god just let the man sit at home and work on his motorcycles that's partially his fault like
0: i I, I, I don't know i can't i can't blame it all on wwe because Stone cold has been offered many times to come back and he says no he says it's not my time let those kids have their time and undertaker comes back Every chance he gets Saudi shows, the WrestleManias, he is there. And Michelle McCool knows exactly what he'd be doing because he'll say, oh, this is my last year. I'm not coming back. And she's like, yeah, until Mania season starts and then you're back in the gym ready, working out and ready to go. So I put a lot of the blame on him. If he would say no, WWE wouldn't ask.
2: Mm. Right.
1: Uh, but Matt now- Matt's just I don't know what Matt's doing. Like he's got his YouTube video, his YouTube channel too, and I'm just like he like sits on his like sits on a throne and like bitches about it. And I'm like, okay, so like bitches about like how he's being booked and all this. And I'm like all right. I-, I thought
0: he was actually talking about like wrestling. I didn't know he was complaining. He pulling a lot of I mean, Alana, he
1: doing the salt shit, the salty shit. She it's kinda, me off it's shit. like that, but I mean, it's kind of entertaining because you see his kids basically punk him out in almost every single video. Um, I don't watch it because I'm just like, you know, I mean, I've watched a couple of them, but I'm like, you're you're Matt Hardy, like you're basically a, you're you basically paved your own legend out man like you don't need to be sitting here on youtube and whining like please stop like <laughs> please stop you're you're, you're killing you're killing any respect i had left for you okay well so- i
0: think that was killed when they the way they started booking him um i mean they don't have to use matt hardy for a lot of things but some people could get some decent views with matt hardy if they used him right
1: but I him to Rowan Eric Rowan of all fucking people nobody wants to see Eric Rowan like I'm
0: sorry but he's just not he is not it I don't understand what Hayden is doing precisely I'm very confused um but I wish they would just let him go home like just and make sure he brushes teeth because that seems to be an issue for him and is not brushing his
2: teeth
4: they feel like they're trying to make a star out of him, but it's not there. He doesn't He doesn't have it.
0: I agree.
2: Do you think so of the
1: they see the success of Braun Strowman and, like, how he started rolling, because, like, after, cause like, they fed him nothing but jobbers, too, and I just call, and, I mean, calling the that difference? party a job.
0: Well, I, okay. The difference between Strowman and Rowan is Strowman, Strowman has charisma. Strowman can be a showman. Strowman can be funny. He can be um, he's somebody that you want to watch. Eric Rowan is just a big guy who happens to be a wrestler.
1: It's not even that
0: bad. And nobody, it, it's not that he can't. I'm not going to be nice. He's not good at wrestling, and he's not entertaining at it. And you've got to be one or the other. You can't just come in there. And that's a big thing, too. A lot of people want to get mad because you don't like their face. But a lot of the times, they either don't fit the criteria at all. Like The only thing that Lana has going for herself is that Lana can sell. She's good at taking bumps. I'll give her that. Um, she knows how to sell in a match but she she's just not she's not entertaining in the in the realm of the way people demand the superstars to be now she would have fit back in the day when you had the trish Stratuses and the Lita's, and it's not because she can wrestle it's because during that time the central focus for the women was to attach them to a man in some way shape or form and she yeah. would have worked in that work in that realm because of her beauty, and because of how she wrestles. She just is not good. Right now, the demand for better quality female wrestlers and top-tier female wrestlers is too high for her to be coasting and still have a top-tier storyline. That is unacceptable. I could understand it better if it was Liv, because Liv left And even with her match with Charlotte on SmackDown, that still was a good showing for Liv. She might have lost, but that girl, that woman had wrestling skill. She could wrestle. Mm -hmm. It's not the same with Lana. Lana isn't giving you anything, but I'm fucking Bobby Lashley. And yeah, it's a good trashy storyline because it's funny to look at and it's fun to watch. But if you're looking for quality wrestling, you're not going to get that there. So when you look at Rowan, what does he have going for him that makes you want to watch him besides that cage? Like nobody, I don't give a shit about the cage. I don't care if he's got a blood spewing rambling rabbit in there. I don't give a shit. I don't want to know what's in the cage. What I want to understand is why you're trying to build him with a fucking bloody parrot in a cage trying to attack people. I, I don't understand the logic behind it. It doesn't make sense. And he's not good enough to sell the character so it makes sense. Now, case of, you could have given it to somebody who would have actually embodied a character. Rowan's just a guy with a fucking cage. True. And He True. just happens to be a big dude. He's just not. He doesn't work without anybody next to him. And that's another issue. There are superstars who need to be paired up. Case of point, Dana has to have somebody. Because she, she's very bland <laughs> without nobody with her or to, to make her stand out. She doesn't work. Now, you take Carmella. Carmella's got personality. She's got charisma. She is a showman at heart, okay? But you can pair her with somebody like R-Truth and it still works.
1: True?
4: Uh, yeah. I still love
1: her.
4: I just need her to come with this super kid.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let her have her move That's what she yeah. do.
4: It can't she be your can't grapple and finisher at the same time.
0: Well,
3: see they said, need a I like her. I like her What is her submission? I like her
0: submission.
4: Code of silence. I do
0: too. What's it called? Code of silence. The code of yeah. silence. That's it's a dope finisher. But she hasn't used it in a while, actually. Yeah. She hasn't used
3: it in a while. That's.
2: You
3: see, I have the same problem, and I have the same problem with Charlotte. Mm The Charlotte and her finisher. I hate the figure eight. I know she does it because of her dad, and it's whatever. I don't like it because it
0: takes. It's expected though. And I I want something different from Charlotte too. I think Charlotte should have well, her own finisher that isn't a part No, of she her-
3: does. She has
0: natural selection.
3: And I oh, love natural yeah. selection. She don't ever she very rarely uses it. And I like that better than figure eight. My problem with the figure eight is it takes too long.
2: Yeah, because yeah.
0: by the time
3: you're really it's like, bitch, you could have rolled out of that, dumbass. So I don't feel bad <laughs> when someone's in it. <laughs> I said because you I saw all that time you laid
0: there writhing in pain.
3: Yeah, and I'm like I don't give a fuck. I love natural <laughs> selection.
0: <laughs> I love <her>. Natural <laughs> se- you know what though? Natural selection usually is her signature move, but the, it never finishes. Like I've never seen her actually finish with it. Maybe I've yeah, missed it.
4: That's probably but... one of the overall women's title in the chamber in the um mm-hmm. in the cell.
0: Mm.
4: and the NXT women's title yeah mm-hmm. she. I
3: remember in Hell's Cell because didn't she do that to someone on a chair wasn't she did it, did it to her in a chair
4: she did she, she Sasha. Threw Sasha on the table and then Sasha, yeah. roll, Sasha rolled off and then she did the natural selection, the selection.
1: yeah I forget and, it's her move she never does it and then when she does I'm just like oh shit I forget she can do that Mean, mean, that's like what Peyton
3: and her bridge and her um suplex um bridge pin. Man. Why doesn't she do that anymore?
0: I don't know.
4: They learned the iconics a lot.
1: They buried them. Like, there's no saving them. Well, where's the iconic uh, They haven't been on TV in forever. Little, and, and it's
3: like for no reason. It's not like they're sick or injured well, or anything. They're I just saw, not on I TV. Saw,
4: I read a rumor that they took time off because I guess some of their family members were were affected in the Australia fire. Oh, like that,
3: that, that oh, actually later. that does make sense.
0: That happened because the fires just were just more recent though. Like, but around no, the time fires the, were going span,
3: on, the fires were going on for a for a while. Before it actually like hit news, right. got yeah, it just wasn't they, that
0: bad. The like, last you time know we how saw California
3: is always on fire, literally.
0: Yeah, so, mm-hmm. but the last time we saw them wrestle was was Naomi.
1: All right. It
3: was after that.
1: Well, it wasn't nice that long. And after that. Peyton got married, so yeah, she took time off there. But she was already married when they wrest When they came back and
0: wrestled, they had one of them had a match with Naomi one night on Raw, and then that next week
2: they were the other one had shows, a
0: match,
4: too.
0: and they were doing house shows.
4: Well, we're see, they were just in the back and they just did house shows, and I do believe they took time off because of the fires.
1: Hmm. That would make sense though, because. I mean, and that's also the thing. Now, when the Iconics first came out, people were just like, are you serious? But now oh, they've no. been gone.
2: People are like,
1: when's the Iconics coming back? When the Iconics coming back? It's like, chill. Let them deal with their shit. Like, No, because see, this- them the
0: same people who was wanting them to be gone. That's where the fickle shit coming in.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. now, because the roster is not as full as it used to, and now you're like, oh, well, the Iconics, let's, where are the Iconics? I want to see the Iconics They're doing the same shit with Naomi. But you see now, those very same people are mad, because Naomi's getting a t- might get a t- title shot against Bailey, which that's where it's building. You know what I'm saying? Those very same people are pissed. When you was just asking where she was, not uh, even a month ago.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like, well, bitch,
4: was is- mad because she didn't win the Rumble. But.
0: Which to me
3: is, is just stupid. It's just, it's just I stupid. I can't wait for Shayna to
1: show up.
4: Me too. I love Shayna. Oh, so excited.
1: You know when Shayna shows up, they're gonna it's gonna be like that oh shit moment that we've been we've been missing.
3: She mm-hmm. might as well might as I well mean. throw the title at her. Cause she's, not keeping, she's not keeping she it. She's not keeping it past
0: Mania. I don't think Becky is either. I think she's gonna drop it at Mania. No, they're not. They're not gonna
3: put her, no matter how profitable, no matter how popper. They're not gonna keep a title on her
4: for and longer than here. Not, not this day. She's and moving day. her hype, anyways. seeing that.
3: Yeah, and I think, and she's one of those people. I think she just needs to be go on a break, and I can see her doing that. For a bit. Mm-hmm. I can't but I can't see her being gone longer than a month though. I can mm-hmm. see her being gone for a month just so she get married and get settled and then I can see her popping up and then like doing like good feuds and stuff like that. And I wouldn't mind her doing that like Yeah. Mm-hmm. WWE needs to concentrate on doing more Non title feuds with the women,
4: amen. Well, SmackDown is doing somewhat of a good job with that with um, Mandy and Sonya and Alexa and Nikki. And And
0: there's no story between them, though,
4: it's not, yeah. But they're being the story
0: is just Mandy, yeah, with Otis, and then they're being used to kind of offset that story,
4: yeah, yeah, Raw. Either you and the partner or you in the title picture, or you just don't, you ain't know, featured.
0: I agree.
4: Well, they don't I even have her. enough
3: people to do not. I mean, they could
4: still feel like um, Natty even with Sarah if they wanted to. Because Natty can really bounce off a- anybody. And are you think she'd be able to, a she be
3: able to, me, to bounce Sarah. off of Sarah of well, all people?
4: Are you going to watch it? Like, well, I want I, mean, I want a yes or no, like. No, but having, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't watch Becky's feud either, though. Cause like if that, you ask me, I'm sorry. Becky is going to say that Sarah Logan.
0: Mm mm. I didn't say that. Doc said that shit. I am I the only really
1: <laughs> one that wants to see Sarah Logan on TV?
2: I don't I like mean, Sarah. I don't. I don't,
0: I don't I, the only issue I have with Sarah is again, like I prefer my superstars to have personality i tried mm-hmm. with sarah
2: i Thank tried you. with sarah
0: and i was like okay well let's see what sarah can do but if you're gonna be the girl who comes out with um with the deer antlers all, drawn on your face and camel gear
1: but that's her that's her though and that's why i like her she's not
4: Said, but that's fine. I don't need her not, to be conventional. That's fine, but, but have
1: a personality, for
3: fuck's sake. Exactly.
0: Her husband has a personality, and he rarely speaks. Do you
3: understand? War, Raiders, War Raiders are fire.
0: He never says a War word, Raiders. though. and, and like every, Occasionally, he will talk. Eric and Ivar will talk. And when they do, people listen because they want to hear what they have to say because they never speak. That woman doesn't speak at all. And then when she does, it's like... This is what we
4: waited. This that, that weird how.
0: What, what is going on here? And she just she has there's nothing, Alexis. There's nothing. She doesn't give you anything. And I I tried, yeah. I tried so yeah, hard with too. Sarah, but she's not giving us nothing.
4: And Even I'm in the riot squad. I I, I
2: couldn't.
0: Oh, oh. I, okay in the riot squad. I felt like Ruby was kind of their guiding compass. But you could tell that Ruby and Liv were the main attraction, and Sarah was exactly. their Sarah was their brute. She was their brawn. Yeah. So that's fine. You know, it works in that regard. That's why I was like, okay, I can deal with Sarah in this case. She's a power style wrestler, so book her that way. And they tried with with Charlotte, but it just first of all. If If love. Yeah. It just it just didn't work. But she just doesn't have enough. There's no substance to Sarah. And that's the problem. She's got to bring something to the table. You know she likes hunting. You know she like, she's in love with one of the Viking Raiders. That's her husband. That's all we're getting. And she used to be a member of the Riot Squad. You don't get anything else. So we're you're trying to figure out how to take her and when you can't when you can't get a, a good grip on a superstar, you'd rather not deal with it at all and just be like, No, I don't like her. Then you'll move on. Yeah. Okay. I, I
4: agree. But I do think as far as like until they can get the women back, the first starters, they need to put the tag titles on NXT. And then they need to even if they just I think at Mania, Oscar and Kyrie should drop it to um, an NXT team. Even though I, I really do want Beth and Nadia to win them, I think it needs to go to a- NXT. And then it needs to stay in NXT. So I think maybe around SummerSlam, that gives them be like, what, a good four months to start bringing women up, teaming women together, like, Act, like maybe get like a few like non title tag team feuds, start rebuilding that women's division so when the titles are coming back to the main roster, it's not just three teams to work with. Because you know like a standard rivalry, if they're in the rivalry they'll like feud or like uh, they'll like have like a random match with like, another team that's not in the rivalry, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do that nowadays, you know?
2: The
0: only problem I have with that is they're, they could have just built the division from scratch without having to do that now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That could have been done before you introduced the titles. That is a part of the issue with WWE is they're so hasty. They pull the trigger too fast before they have the plan set up. You knew you were lacking in female talent for just the singles competitors, what made you think that you would be able to do this with no female tag teams? You mm. brought the Mae Young Classic in and you were able to get NXT filled up somewhat, but you haven't done the May Young Classic since the first one. No, they've done two. Did they do two? Yeah, yeah
4: there's two it. Mae
3: Young Classics. Mercedes Martinez just competed in both of them. She's one of the few people that has competed in both of them. Or she might be the only one, actually.
0: Why didn't they do another class? No, Rhea last? did, too. They had opportunity.
3: Actually, Rhea, I lied. Rhea, Mercedes, and Tony. Uh, actually, I'm lying.
2: Me I think did she was too, the only she?
3: one. I think she was the only person who wasn't signed who competed Yeah. in both Mae Young at the time. Um, they didn't have the Mae Young Classic because they didn't have time. They There was no room for them to book it in between all of the regular pay-per-view events, NXT shit, NXT takeovers, and U- NXT UK takeovers. Really? You know how much, you know how many, there was like, over 20, um, there's over, like, 20-some pay-per-views this past year. There was almost 30 pay-per-views last year.
0: Well, while the men were parading around in Saudi...
3: Agree, they should have done a Mae Young Classic then, but, um, That's yeah, I've, I've been saying the same thing about the tag team division for months, that they need to go live in NXT for a while, because you have, um, you have um, Jessica and Maria down there. You have um, Casey. Casey came back and her and um, Lacey Lane were tagging a lot on the live circuit before she took her break. Before Casey took her break, that's a tag team. I have no idea why they broke up Diana and Chelsea, but honestly they could just put them together and have um and have Robert just represent the both of them. I think that'd be actually pretty fun. The like, so girl you know, with the jail
0: hair the, that we was talking
3: about last week. Yeah, her and Deanna Peroza, they were like huge. Um,
4: they were called the hires or something.
3: Yeah, that's all they did was tag. So that's why I thought that was so weird that they randomly thought um decided that they we're going to turn them into singles people when almost the entire time they've been on NXT, which has been almost two years, they've been tagging.
2: Okay. And then you have,
3: um, God, what is her name? You have Rhea in this one girl. And I'm, I feel so bad that I keep forgetting her name, but, um, she's a Latina and she's really good. And she's like a powerhouse, like Rhea. And again, that's another tag team. Um, how many is that? Four? Four mm-hmm. already? Um, I no, they, was
4: mad when they broke up Rhea and that one girl.
3: That's who I'm talking about. I can't think yeah, of her I, What's her they name? They
4: worked together so, I don't remember, but they worked so well together. And I thought they, I I always thought they should have been called up and Paige should have been their manager instead of the Boogie Warriors. Yes, agreed.
3: I thought that's that's what who I originally thought the call up was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be I thought it was gonna be those two. Mhm. But mm-hmm. um, once you get the title off Rhea, cause she's not gonna hold it that long, have her be in that tag team. So that's four. Um, who else is down there? Um, shot actually, Shotzi needs to be a singles person. Um, EO has to be a singles person.
4: You guys um, the background can- dancers.
3: Huh? Ha! No, yeah, I said that. I said Jessica and oh. um Jasmine or Jasmine and Maria or whoever. Someone their
4: names said learn how to wrestle.
3: Jasmine That ain't gonna me? happen. Oh whatever their names are. <laughs> 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 you don't even know. You don't so you know. got what them no, You man. got those hoes down there. Oh my. Um So and then you have I well, have has to be a born. single person. Honestly, put Candace in a tag team. She's really good at tag team wrestling, Jesus. Who you gonna
2: put
3: with her some, with? Honestly, I would put her with someone who's completely different from her, cause that's how she works. She works well with that. So whoever they have down there who couldn't be any more opposite than her, uh, tab put throw them together. Candace needs something to do and have that be her first title. Um, God, well, who else is down there? All the mother well, hoes gotta be singles people.
0: God. God.
2: <laughs>
0: the only thing left that we do have to talk about is Ryback so if you don't know what you don't know is a lot Ryback decided to make his plea to the WWE for his brand's name and um his actual wrestling in-ring name he feels that you know he tried to privately reach out to them and get them to give, them, give him his name back, and they wouldn't. So he thought a public Twitter plea by tagging WWE, Vince McMahon, and Triple H would get him his name back. But he doesn't quite understand how this works. So I'm going to say what I want to say, and then I'm, I'm going to let you guys chime in. So okay. when I was in college... Um, we did um, a whole study on intellectual property. The simplest explanation is anything that can be patented or trademarked or copyrighted is intellectual property. It can be considered intellectual property. Logos and names are underneath the trademark sector of intellectual property. Now, anybody listening out there wants to be a wrestler, the quickest thing for you to know and to learn right now is to never let anybody own your name. They can brand it and do whatever they want. That is like business 101 for anybody who's going into business for anything, whether it's retail or you're doing wrestling, especially entertainment. That's why the big stars like Beyonce and Rihanna and Jay-Z, you can't use their names on anything. Okay? Okay. You have to own your content. You have to own your name. A quicker reference would be like with YouTube. You see a lot of YouTubers or a lot of content creators, as they call themselves, working for bigger conglomerates like All Deaf Digital, Complex, and BuzzFeed. If you notice, each one of them have subsidiary channels. For BuzzFeed, it's like Tasty and Petal-like and um, what's another one? the BuzzFeed channel period where they're always putting up all this content. You're like, this is cool. I've seen, this is great. What you don't understand is each one of these content creators don't own that content that they're posting to these channels. That content belongs to the parent company. So whether you're cooking or you're doing, you know, viral videos, they don't own it. So you're basically working and giving all your creativity to somebody else. That is exactly what happens in wrestling. Whether you're independent or work for the big companies like AEW or WWE or even New Japan, you have to be smart. Back in the day, wrestlers were just wrestling. They were not aware, some of them, were not aware of the business as a whole and how snaky it could be. Even WWE being the massive place that it is, they still are a business at the end of the day, and they're going to do whatever makes them money. So guys like Ryback are coming into the company, and at first everything is great and cool, but when you don't like what's going on, you're like, okay, I'm cutting my losses and leaving, but you forgot whatever you got while you're there, if you don't own it, it's staying. You can leave, but the name stays with me, and that's mm-hmm. just it. That's, that's the gist of it. So here's my tip, and then I'll let them come in and say whatever they want. Number one, you never let anybody own your name, okay? You always brand yourself. You always own your shit. So I'm sure these new guys that are coming in, because the world is different now, the internet exists, okay? So that's how SoundCloud rappers like Chance the Rapper and um, some of these other guys who came up through independent were able to own their masters they're owning their names the record companies don't can't touch that money that money goes to them and it's all because they own their content if you're wrestling or you want to be a wrestler number one you need to trademark your name that should be the first shit you do straight out the gate Mm -hmm. trademark your name before you sign a contract with any company I don't care who it is. Make sure you trademark your name, because the way trademarks work is when you go in to the trademark office and you trademark your name, unless it's your legal name. Right. You go into the office, you trademark it, you go work for let's say you work for MLW. You want to leave and MLW is like, oh, yeah, let's say MLW is like WWE, Well, we're selling merchandise under your name. You can't do that. No, because I own the trademark for my merchandise. So number one, they wouldn't be able to sell anything without your signature. Okay? You can negotiate how much money you get because you own the rights to your name. They can't sell anything when you leave because you own that name. You own your character. You own all of that. So you need to do that. That is important. And number two, you need to read your contract. Understand your contract. Never sign anything without understanding it. Because in the contract, it could say, after a certain amount of years, we now can trademark your name and we can own it. And then you're fucked again because you you signed the contract without reading it or understanding it. You have to take ownership of your own shit. So if I were you, I would take my cues from like John Cena and The Rock didn't own his name at first. He had to go and try and get negotiate and get his name. You see what Cody Rhodes is going through with his father's name. WWE mm-hmm. owns that trademark. And they're not giving it up.
4: No, they're not. Now,
0: there was a point at one point where Cody got it. And the reason why he got it was because the trademark ran out. But the way WWE flipped it was, hey, trademark office, I own this trademark first. I want my trademark back and they will give it back. You go through the right proper channels and you want your trademark back and you owned it first and you can prove you owned it, trademark office will give it back. And that's exactly what happened. So Ryback only has one choice. He's got to pay for his his name because they owned it. It doesn't matter if they created it or not. They have the legal right to do whatever they want to do with it. He just got to pay the 200k, and that's just it.
1: Ryback's a bitch.
2: Like, parents.
1: Don't.
3: And I don't fucking like him anyway, so I mean, I don't Neither know. Do Sucks for you, dick. <laughs> um,
1: why is it every time he goes on social media, it sounds like a 16 year old girl bitching about her parents telling her no, she can't get the new iPhone?
3: And this is because he wants to, like, he has to be, like, on roid still. Like, what normal grown man wants to change it's because he wants to change Ryback to his legal name why
4: he already did he did that a few years ago yeah why he thought that changing his
0: legal name to Ryback would give him the trademark
4: yeah it would give him the trademark and it
0: doesn't work that way his name why do you want that I don't know. His name had to be legally Ryback before he, the trademark was put into place in order for him to get it. That's how John Cena was able to walk out of WWE with his name, because that's his real name.
1: hmm Yep. Yep, yep,
0: yep. He thought he could get it by changing his name to Ryback. Oh, they can't have it if my name is Ryback. That's not how trademarks work. Her what- name is Ryan Allen, okay? It's not Ryback.
1: Isn't that what uh, the Ultimate Warrior tried to do by changing his name to just Warrior and, like, all his kids' last name is Warrior? Ultimate Warrior was a mm, unique situation. WWE does own
0: Ultimate Warrior right now. They own that. But they were, because the way trademarks work, they do expire. So, at one point, they did own Warrior and Ultimate Warrior in terms of wrestling. They own that. But because he technically wasn't wrestling, he could use it in that regard. So,
1: question about the trademark thing. This might sound really dumb, but I have a question about this. Okay. So, say we'll take Marvel and DC for for instance, there are some characters from Marvel and DC that have the same name. Because if you ever look at packaging, when you look in the toy section, it says Marvel's whatever, mm-hmm. uh, DC's whatever. Is that because they're like, well, this is the character's name, but it's a totally different power? Like, is no. that kind of infringement or no. like? Okay no,
0: no, they have to specify the name in the trademark, so yeah. if you remember like um, there was a Marvel character that existed in d c before they she was in um Marvel as Captain a matter Marvel. of fact, Captain Marvel was a character in d c first mm-hmm. you notice now they can't use that. they have to call that character something else, and it's because. Mm-hmm. They own the name Captain Marvel. They own that. They bought the rights to own that name. They bought that trademark. And every time the trademark is up, they re-up on it. So DC was just like, okay, you can have it. It's levels. It's like if you're if your character is just straight up Captain Marvel, and that's what the patent says. Technically, DC could come back and call their character. Marvel, Mr. Marvel, or some play on it because it's not the same as what the trademark says the name is. They're very specific to that because I'll put it this way. The way WWE structures Stone Cold Steve Austin, they own Stone Cold Steve Austin. They own that name, but they don't own Steve Austin.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So he can still go by Steve Austin. If he wanted to go back and wrestle to this day, he could wrestle under Steve Austin, but they can't call him Stone Cold without licensing it from WWE first. You see what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah. So it's, it's levels like there was a long time where the rock did not go by the rock. He, He wouldn't use his, you know, wrestling moniker. Part of that was because he was trying to, you know, establish himself as a serious actor, right? The other part Mm was WWE owned it, and they didn't want to get rid of it. He's one of the most popular characters they've had in, like, you know, over 20 years. So they weren't going to let him just walk away with that shit. They were like, no, we own this shit. We want to put up some memorabilia. We're going to do that. Mm -hmm. But they were—he was able to go back and get his name so he can— Take his name and do whatever he wants to do, and WWE has no control over that. So I'm assuming he bought them out. That's the only way he was able to get it back. The same thing goes for um, John Cena. The difference is John went by his real name, and legally that was his damn name. They can't take his name from him.
2: Mm -hmm. They can't do that.
0: They can't take his name from him, but I'm pretty sure he can't use Doctor of Thugonomics outside of
1: WWE, because they own that. Well, that's but the he, same thing. With, is it like with, but, what Enzo and Cass are doing now? By like For Enzo, WWE owns the spelling N-E-N-Z-O. Yeah. So that's why he's yes. calling himself an yes. Enzo. Enzo oh, that's a
3: very that's yes. a smart and very simple way to fix a copyright. Because it doesn't matter if it sounds the same or it's pronounced the same way. It's how it's spelled.
0: Correct. However it's put on the trademark paperwork is how it has to be used in order for it to be legally. And it's got to be in order for them to be like, hey, this is infringement. It has to be spelled the same way. So him spelling it different makes it okay for him to use it. And you see he doesn't use the amore. He took that off. Cass uses Cass XL. So they can do whatever they want because they're not infringing. Dave Batista's right. last name is actually Batista, but it is how it's spelled that makes it different. So when he's mm-hmm. in Hollywood, he spells it how it's supposed to be spelled. But in WWE, they drop the U. Mm-hmm. So they own the name Batista, but they don't own his legal name. And that's how they get around it. By the spelling. So Ryback well, can bitch him on all he wants. But at the end of the day, he's just got to pay the fucking money. And to be honest, 200K ain't, ain't shit. Broke, it's not shit. It is not. <laughs> it's,
4: not,
0: it's not a lot of money for his name. Because to be honest, they shouldn't make him pay that much. Because it's not Isn't worth it ra- that
1: much. It's Ryback Wrestling.
4: They no. said
0: he was, but as far as I know, he just does that whack ass podcast where he bitches yeah. about WWE and all the he time. He got
4: and he got like the he sells like workout DVDs and, and he has, Yeah, he does like he has weird workout stuff. stuff. And apparently okay. he has this protein powder out. Yeah. And he had a I'll he had a very controversial it. commercial.
3: Right now. What happened?
4: Basically, <laughs> he clotheslined this Heavy set girl into a pool, and then out came this skinny girl. And then I guess, oh, so she was just like, Oh, I use right back's card, blah blah blah, and things like that. And right back to Phoebe oh, nice. more and then people were just saying he was fat shaming, blah blah blah. Like he got dragged bad. I
0: don't think it was fat
1: shaming, have- it's just a shitty ass commercial. It was stupid. <laughs> told him that was a good idea. I just want to know. So like, I, I didn't want to see this shit.
2: So
1: with a baseball bat. Just
0: pay
2: so. the fucking
1: money
0: for the for the damn trademark, bro. Get no, it and shut the just, fuck up. He doesn't have the
1: money. He doesn't have the money. We can. We all know he fucking doesn't have the money. Well, like, to be I, honest
0: with you, WWE went way too it. high for that, and that was done on purpose so he can't get the shit. But I would have just gave it to him. Fuck it. Let him have it
1: shit. He ain't shit. He ain't gonna never be shit, and his name ain't shit.
2: Uh,
1: so. I just think it's funny. I just think it's funny. He lost his job because he went on the Tumblr and bitched. <laughs> not surprised.
2: Like, that's he does happened. that now. He does that well, now
1: that- and he's not working for him. Okay, so like you know how like wrestlers, if they don't get used, they're like, look, at this point we have really nothing for you. We'll we'll let you know when we have something for you. And they do it, they still do it to like this day. And he apparently was coming off like the this big one of his big storylines, as he likes to call it. And he was just sitting at home and he was he got pissed and he went on Tumblr. Which It's fucking Tumblr. Um, I missed the porn on that website. Anyway, um.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh Jesus. No, she did not. But um. You don't around to train her for too long.
0: And that's facts, bro.
1: Uh, man, it's just like he went on there and he bitched, and then he went back and deleted it. and The internet's not like, like nah, we ain't gonna let you slide that easy. And there's fucking screenshots. And oh. then WWE saw him bitching about it, and they fired him for it. Or at least well, that's they what let he said. Lars Sullivan
0: ain't stay on TV after the shit he said. Didn't he the
3: Lord... Lars Sullivan ain't coming back. His shit's just gonna <laughs> run out. <laughs>
0: Well that's that's all we got. We ain't got no more. We don't we have, we have nothing else for you because they're about to pass out and yeah. yep. gonna do what I normally do. So you guys make sure you follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you follow Doc. I'll make sure I put a little thingy majiggy in here like I always do. And We'll be sure to make sure we have Doc back on here again. This time, Nicole's going to be in the first hour because she wasn't here. She to... <laughs> so we missed Nicole because she, she brings a nice brightness to our podcast. We love her. He you
3: hey. was a damn fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving
0: this in here. I'm leaving it here. I love, We love you guys, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. 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 <laughs> peace so ladies and gents that's all we got for you ain't got no mo as I said in the podcast thank you so much for listening I hope you guys enjoyed it a big 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 thank you to doc for being a part of the show we can't wait to have you back and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of down for the cow and we will see you guys in our next one